You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A quick thank you to Printful, a sponsor of this show. With Printful, you can sell your designs on custom printed products like clothing, accessories, mugs, wall art, stickers, pillows, and everything in between. No design skills? Their built-in design maker offers templates and clip arts that are free and easy to use. Just connect your e-commerce store, choose from their catalog of over 290 products, and start selling. All of your orders are printed and shipped on demand. So whenever someone makes a purchase, Printful automatically receives their order, makes your product, and ships it all over the world. There are no monthly costs and no order minimums. So you don't have to spend money buying inventory in bulk. Pay only when you get an order. Join the 375,000 customers already using Printful and connect with their 24-7 customer support team in case you have any questions. Sign up at Printful.com today. Hey, so today I'm here with Craig Hammond, co-founder of Pajamas. They're a longtime Privy customer, and they've been the subject of so many internal discussions seeing how they're using the platform. So there's a ton to chat about with Craig, from his tiered cart saver strategy to licensing deals. And even we were just catching up acquiring new businesses. So Craig, I'm super excited to get into it. And, and thanks for joining. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's start with pajamas for people that aren't familiar. What's the story behind the brand? Yeah, it's funny. I've told this story probably a thousand times and it never really gets old. And people often think it's filled with hyperbole, but it's fact. When my oldest child was potty training, he was potty trained during the day. And we just, we felt like at the night he was kind of, couldn't get over that last phase staying dry at night. And we were under the opinion that pull-ups were actually kind of delaying him because it seemed anytime we put him in a pull-up, he would pee because our belief was that he knew that he could. And if we didn't put him in a pull-up, we were kind of rolling the dice. And one night we hadn't put him in a pull-up and he came in our room, unbeknownst to us, right? We were sleeping and didn't even notice. And woke up and we have a king size bed and I'm not kidding you. Like the whole bed was just soaked. And I was oh, like, man. so angry. Oh, right? That's a nightmare. <laughs> and what was awesome is rather fortuitously, I had been laid off. The whole business division in Utah was shut down. We're in Salt Lake city. And so I was on this three month severance looking for my new opportunity. Right. And I knew that I wanted to get back into entrepreneurship and it was it just so happened to coincide. And so I had the means to kind of develop this new product because that morning I literally woke up and was like, okay, there's got to be something else. And after changing the sheets and whatnot, I literally like stayed in my room. Sounds kind of gross now in hindsight that I didn't even like shower or anything, but I like took off my clothes, changed the sheets, sat in my bedroom and just started looking at like, okay, what are these alternatives to diapers? And I couldn't find anything. And hmm. So I started thinking, oh, what if we can develop something and the ball started rolling and gaining momentum as far as how to design it, the materials that we could use, what was really viable. And then the name came to me and I like did a quick URL search on GoDaddy and it was available. And I was like, the stars are aligning. It's perfect. And so we launched actually a ways after that, but had a really successful launch on Kickstarter and the train's been moving since. That's amazing. So for people that aren't familiar, so... Pajamas, like how would you describe the main Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I finished, I was like, I didn't even say what my product is. <laughs> pajamas are 
an alternative to traditional potty training products like diapers. So we're an eco-friendly, kid-friendly, and wallet-friendly alternative to disposables, meaning we have absorbent materials that are sewn directly into pajamas, really high quality, high GSM, meaning a really good thick weight fabric in pajamas that will absorb not nearly as much as a pull-up will, but will absorb uh, about 10 ounces of liquid. And then if the child makes an accident or has an accident, you just throw them in the wash and you can reuse them hundreds of times, which makes them, like I said, a lot more eco-friendly and a lot more cost-effective than standard disposables. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, so I have a five-year-old daughter and a one-year-old daughter. And so, you know, my five-year-old, I think it was like around three, we potty trained her, have PTSD a little bit talking about all this stuff with you. Um, triggered. Wish I had known about you back then. And certainly for my one-year-old, it's a little bit early, but I, I can definitely remember countless nights where you're up in the middle of the night, you were out of diapers because you thought they were okay. And there's accidents happen. This is part of life and growing up. So I think it's it's a really smart idea. And from what I've seen working with you guys, the brand's amazing, but yeah, appreciate the, the background. So of there's course. a few things I want to jump into today. And they're kind of like all over the place, but I think the experience you have is pretty interesting. So as a father, I'm reading and watching a lot of Daniel Tiger. And so preparing for this episode, I actually saw that you guys have a legit partnership where you've licensed Daniel Tiger and you're incorporating right. that into the pajamas, right? So that's right. How does that happen? Like, how do you pull a deal like that off? Are you reaching out? Are they reaching out to you? Like, how does it happen? Yeah, good question. That was actually us. And a couple of years ago, we thought, how can we work with brands that will give us not only reach and improve sales because people love branded and licensed product, but legitimacy too, right? Because if you're working with big characters or big brands like that, oftentimes it does add a fair amount of legitimacy. And that may sound a little selfish, but it also is important for a business that was only three and a half years old now. So we were a year, year and a half in and a lot of times people are thinking, well, this is launched on Kickstarter, or it's new. And so by partnering with established yeah. brands and shows and licenses or licensors can add a lot of value to the brand. So we actually reached out to them. It's part of the Fred Rogers Corporation, because as you and many people probably know, Daniel Tiger is based off of the original Mr. Rogers. It's just a cartoon now. And they have their media and licensing uh, division called Nine Story Media, who has been so hmm. fantastic to work with. They have very high standards and strict expectations, as you would expect, right? I mean, they're not a Disney, but they're also a beloved franchise for decades as part of the Fred Rogers Corporation. So they've been fantastic to work with, give us so much use of their characters and their songs and their animations. So we actually get to leverage and benefit by more than just putting characters on our product, but advertising and using their media as well. And it's amazing to hear. So like, just to break it down. So you guys, you had some amount of sales, you're selling already, the product is legit. Yeah. And so you just like found the licensing group and send a cold email, put in a voicemail, like follow up multiple <laughs> times. Like how, 
you know, and then kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. We do have, or I should say, I have an ace in up my sleeve in my back pocket, and that my partner has been in the game a while, and he started a business about a decade or so ago called Pillow Zubies. Sorry, it's a competitor to Pillow Pets. It was called Zubies. And they were little pillows, but then they'd unfold and had a blanket and they looked like a stuffed animal. And they did a lot of licensed characters. And I believe he already had a relationship with somebody there. And so for us, it was, we benefited from a warm relationship for sure. Awesome. Okay. That's helpful. And so a lot of these businesses though, are looking for monetization opportunities though, right? So if you reach out, they have somebody who's looking for licensing opportunities to be able to further monetize the brand. That's a great tip. And so is that how it's structured? It's like, do you have to pay for the license and then do rev share? It's typically just a minimum guarantee, right? So you have to say, okay, we're going to sell and we have X number of years on the contract. And each year we're going to provide a minimum sales guarantee or minimum revenue guarantee. And whether you hit it or not, you owe it. Thankfully, maybe I shouldn't say this, Daniel Tiger and a variety of the characters from the Fred Rogers Corporation or from Nine Square Media are not super expensive. I won't say how much they are, but they are not. I mean, they're very reasonably priced compared to like a Disney. I mean, Disney is, yeah because they can, they are notorious for high sales goals and sales expectations. Wow. So you're committing to a minimum, whether you hit it or you don't, you owe it. Yep. What if you go above it and that's yours? Nope. Okay. And you pay them. You, you just pay them pay. a percent of, yeah, yeah it. it's, it's a it. rev share. Okay. Yeah. So you Great. pay them a percent. It's X percent with a minimum of thousand X thousands of dollars. And if they make more, great yeah. for them. That's great for them. And it's great for the business. Yeah. Amazing. I'm learning a lot and it's, I've always been curious (laughs) about that. So that's cool. And probably a good tip for people out there to know that these types of things may be within reach. So I could totally understand that if you've got a visitor on your site and you have a Daniel Tiger version of the product, that may actually convert higher than when you didn't. I'm also curious, like, do you get any help from promotion from the brand that you've licensed as well? Is that part of the opportunity or no? Unfortunately, no. They're not proactively sharing our content or promoting us or advertising for us. However, they are fantastic in that oftentimes when we do post something on social media with them tagged, oftentimes they'll reshare it, which is great because they have additional reach that doesn't overlap with us and they're helping. I mean, their engagement is probably a hundred times better than ours oh, too, right? Because they're yeah. character that people already choose to watch. And so when they choose to reshare it for us, it's yeah. incredibly impactful and beneficial to the business. That's awesome. Cool. Well, that was a bit of a diversion, but I was just That's all right. interested in that. But I love talking Daniel Tiger. Nice. Me too. Me too. I'll keep an eye out for uh, a version of a new book, a Daniel Tiger book. That talks yeah. About <laughs> so I do want to talk about some of the stuff you're doing with Privy around cart savers, because I think it's super interesting. So cart saver is just this idea that you're looking for a couple signals of the traffic on your site. It could be how much money is in their cart right now, what page they're on within the checkout flow, and signals that show that they're about to leave the cart behind without purchase, right? 
and then you're loading some sort of you know pop-up or display. It could be an offer, it could be some sort of message. But one of the things that I've known that you've been doing for a while and I saw in your account is this idea of like a tiered cart saver, right? So yeah, walk us through the strategy there and then I'll kind of run through some of the results because I think it's incredible. Yeah, so the idea for us is we have an, an average order value, an AOV of about $70. And when we started working with Privy, the reason we started working with Privy is actually from a referral from my partner. But we had noticed that we were seeing a lot of people abandoned at the cart or at the checkout stage, right? And that is the worst place you want to lose them. Of course, that's where painful. you do lose them a fair amount. But you're almost to the finish line and then you're losing that customer. And so we reached out to Privy and communicated that. And if I remember correctly, this has been a few years, our first campaign was actually a cart saver campaign. Hmm. And we immediately saw that we started saving abandoned carts and improving conversion, obviously. And then what we started to do is, well, we had incredible results. I will just mention that. But then we thought, well, what about people who might be below that AOV or even below our, you know, at the time, what was like a, I don't remember, $50 or something free shipping rate. How can we still get them to convert? What might push them over the edge, right? Is it just a little bit of free shipping? Is it that uh, discount to get them to just, I don't want to say impulsively buy, but to push them that last mile and somewhat, I keep saying selfishly, somewhat strategically, our goal was, well, how can we also get them to spend a little bit more and increase that average order value? We already have them here. They're going to spend 70. How can we get them to spend 80? Or how can we get them to spend 100? And the way I should probably phrase this is, what additional service can we provide them or benefit can we provide them that is worth them spending 20% more, 10% more? And so we started rolling out these tiered savers to achieve those goals, right? Convert lower hanging or excuse me, lower value customers, push more people through the finish line and ideally try and increase our AOV, which is just the cherry on the top. Yeah. Amazing. So from inside your account right now, you've got essentially you have four of these cart savers and you're going to educate me here on what the numbers are. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I went deep and it was super interesting, but so for People who are about to leave a cart behind that has left than 50 bucks in the cart, you've got one. Then for people that are between 50 and 99, you've got another between 100 and 199. And then for over 200, you have another. And so I think what this is all about is like understanding how valuable this cart, this potential checkout is to your business, comparing that to the AOV and saying, what can we do right now to get this visitor over the hump before they leave, right? Because you've mm-hmm. maybe you've paid on Facebook or Instagram and right. the results are insane. Like, so you guys are capturing the email on these. And so if you yep. just look across all, I'm seeing 29%, 43%, 48%, and 30% for signup rate, which is in some cases like, eight or nine X what you'd expect for a pop-up form signup rate. So that's amazing. And I speaks to like this middle of the funnel opportunity when people are this far down. But then I, I love that you're actually doing stuff to incentivize purchase for high value carts above AOV too. 
And if you look at your cart saver for a hundred to two hundred dollars, which it sounds like is just over your average order value, yeah, you've grabbed three hundred and forty-two contacts that are high-value leads. That's driven to one hundred and eighty-two orders, which is like a fifty-three percent order rate. 50% like this is conversion. That's incredible. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, and so yeah. presumably some of them buy on the spot as a result of the cart saver but also some of them are just nurtured through email to come back and buy. So I think it's been amazing to see the results of those for the brand. Yeah, that 53%, like I said, you're going to educate me because our brand manager is who is taking over really managing Privy and working with your team. And so I've, I used nice. to know those numbers like the back of my hand and I don't know them as well now. I still get the daily emails and I'm checking those, but 53% is incredible at that cart value. Yeah. That's, 40, 50%, I guess 30%, 30 to 40% or more than our average order value. Right. Which is so cool. So anyways, good yeah. stuff. Whoever set up those I uh, will say, savers, I like the strategy. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. That's exactly what I was going to say. You said, whoever set those up, I have to give a shout out to your team because a lot of what we've done has been the recommendations from your team, right? We knew some of the problems that we had. Awesome. And so we communicated that of, hey, here's the challenges that we're facing. What do you recommend? You're the expert. You understand privy and abandoned pop-ups and displays better than we do. Tell us what to do. And I'm pretty positive that we've been working with Melissa on your team ever since we started. And she's been amazing. And so we cannot <laughs> awesome. take credit for all of it. And this is not like, trying to pat you guys on the back. Like I have to be totally honest that Melissa has been incredible because she's helped us not only um, by recommending some of these specific strategies to achieve the goals that we already had in mind, but then deploying them for us. Like she's like, oh, let me hurry and whip that up. And she just hurries and makes it beautiful for us and sets up the logic for us. And it's been amazing. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, Melissa's great. The whole customer success onboarding support team is for my money, the best here, but that's great to hear, Craig. So one more thing I want to cover today. So we were catching up before we turned on recording. You mentioned that you or the brand actually just acquired another company. So talk to us a little bit about the strategy of function first, fashion second, and how you're expanding LTV through acquisition. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So We've always, this is going to be redundant to you, so this is more for the listeners, but we have, ever since our inception, preached function first, fashion second. And a lot of people might think, oh, well, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, when you take a step back and you look at how a lot of businesses are competing, a lot of businesses are competing on brand. A lot of businesses are competing on design when it comes to CPG, right? They're competing on price. They might be competing a little bit on differentiated features that might be slightly different. And then we start getting into the function. And for us, our whole business is based on what can we do to offer an innovative alternative that has a function and a functional benefit to the user. So that's what PJMAs are, right? They provide a functional differentiated experience for customers. And unfortunately, what that also means with the nature of our product is it's limited to that potty training, specifically the nighttime potty training phase. So what we started to do earlier this year 
is roll out additional products that expanded our category from nighttime potty training to just potty training. So we rolled out daytime training pants that are Daniel Tiger licensed or designed. Then we rolled out bed pads, so bedding that is complementary to our pajamas. So if a child is a heavier wetter and our product isn't absorbent enough for their needs, they can have this little bit of extra backup, this safety net with the pad. And those also started increasing our LTV, right? Because we started seeing customers buy for a two-year-old or a three-year-old with the daytime training pants, and then they'd come back and buy some pajamas. The pad, we saw it increased our AOV with the pajamas by bundling them. And we used Privy for some discounts to encourage people, incentivize people to bundle those. But as the year kind of progressed, this is just earlier this spring, we started to realize, well, why are we limiting ourselves to one category, meaning potty training, when we have an opportunity to engage with mothers for X number of years? I mean, right now, it's not even defined the number of years that we can engage with them and provide a a product to them for their child as their child grows. And so we also have this opinion that oftentimes it's easier to buy growth rather than try and build and start growth. I'm very much a startup guy, but that's oftentimes that's the case is if you can buy something that is established, has a customer base, that has a foundation already that it's built upon and that it's built around, it's easier. And so we knew some gals who were running a business called Undercover Mama that was also function first, fashion second, with a patented nursing-friendly tank top. And then they had since expanded and provided dozens of different nursing, breastfeeding-friendly apparel. And they were kind of ready to move on. And we uh, recognized that that was an opportunity for us to get a customer at the earliest stage of the child's development, right? Right at birth, right after birth, which kind of gives us the beginning. And it gives us not the end, but six, seven, nine years later, Hmm. based on the sizing we offer. And how can we then fill in that gap with these function first, fashion second? It doesn't even necessarily need to be fashion, but these function centric products that help moms and help their kids. It's amazing. That was a really long answer. I hope that. No, no, it's fascinating. (laughs) It's also interesting to know that like for your existing customer base, you've had success expanding the product suite. But when it came time to think about catching that same customer a few years earlier in the life cycle, you very quickly recognize that it may make more sense to actually buy at that point, I think is really smart. So have you ever bought a business before? This is my first one and it's been an experience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So like, would you do it again? Yeah. I mean, we plan to do it, right? We've never raised money. The reason and way that we were able to grow as quickly as we have and me not having to moonlight for so long and is that we launched on Kickstarter, but we're actually raising our first round right now, pretty small, but that will give us some cash on the balance sheet to essentially have ready in a proverbial war chest in case an opportunity arises to acquire, you know, one, three, five more brands. You know, what we look for is I'm not going to keep being the function dead horse, but oftentimes there are opportunities to buy distressed assets and distressed opportunities. And so 
that's kind of what we're looking at, not exclusively, but I would say first is a business that has proven history and a good customer base, but that might be looking to get out relatively quickly for one reason or another. Awesome. Well, it's incredible. It takes, I man, think it's a smart strategy. Yeah, it's been great. I would say that the acquisition isn't necessarily the hard thing. It's the merging the business, right? Because yeah. you're bringing the new acquired business into your business model and how you operate. And oftentimes, well, I shouldn't say oftentimes, in our experience, they weren't run very similarly. And so transitioning it to our business model from fulfillment and manufacturing and you know naming conventions, there's a lot to yeah. do that you don't necessarily think about when there's this excitement and glitz and glamour of like, oh, we're acquiring a business. And then the acquisition goes through and it's like, whoa, how are we going to transition this? It's it's a fair amount of work. I know you guys recently went through an acquisition, so I'm sure you've probably felt the same thing. Yeah, we were just acquired. So it's, I mean, SaaS software company is very different, but yeah, I mean, going through similar things and, and Privy in some respects, the team is running independent and others, I, myself and, and a few others were working closely with the attentive team to kind of right. make sure that the way we operate is in line with with the way they do. So yeah, can totally relate to that. But net, it's been tremendous for both sides yeah. and sounds like yep. similar for you. So awesome. Absolutely. Craig, well, this was fantastic. Really awesome to learn about the licensing and the, the car savers and, and the acquisition to fuel growth. So appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. And uh, we'll link out to pajamas in the, in the show notes. So definitely check them out, everyone. Sweet. Hey, thank you. It's a pleasure. 